Kenny, the Sports Guy podcast. Hello and welcome back to Kenny, the Sports Guy's podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo. And in this edition of Sports Ball Talk, Marie Shadows, host and founder of Square Circle Podcast, joins the show. Ms. Shadows is an avid wrestling fan who covers WWE, AEW, and considers herself to be the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling. In addition, she has worked with WWE as a WWE Network, I hope I'm saying this correctly, video logger for a time. Please welcome to the show, Marie Shadows. Thank you for being on the show today, Marie. Oh, it's great to have, uh, for me to be here, Kenny. Uh, thank you for asking. All right. So as I already previously alluded to, you are a avid wrestling fan, as so yeah. am I. <laughs> and yeah. you work with WWE for a time being. The mm-hmm. first question I have to ask is, how did you love of wrestling get started? Uh, so it started with uh, my dad. Uh, he started me out very uh, early, having me watch uh, NWA, IWA, Mid-South, uh, WCCW, like all the old school wrestling that he grew up in. And it just, you know, that love that he got just transferred over to me. And I loved it ever since I was seven and like continued to like watch it. I didn't really have a, a period where I stopped. Uh, so, you know, I just grew to to love it. And I went to like local shows uh, just to like absorb more wrestling and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been with me ever since. Oh, you got, you got the same room as me because I've been a wrestling fan since, since the womb. And I love the old school the, uh, WWE, like uh, the golden era, the ruthless aggression era, the attitude yeah, era. Yeah. No, nobody can beat the attitude era. Though. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So the next question I have is, as I already alluded to before, you were a WWE Network logger, video yes. logger. Yes. Can, you, can you explain how the job was and how do you get how you got that position? Okay, so I basically got that all on luck uh, because you really? know, growing up, yeah, because uh, growing up, um, I told everybody and anyone that would listen to me uh, that I'm going to make it to WWE. That was my dream when I was like seven. I'm like, I'm going to make it there. But first, I was going to make it there as a writer uh, because, um, you know, the the good thing about, you know, being in school was that I was good at writing and spelling. So, like, that was, like, my calling. So, my background is actually in creative writing, and I have a publishing certificate. So, I was like, oh, I got those degrees. Let me go try out for, like, being a WWE writer. Unfortunately, at the time, I was working at this uh, place called Spyscape over here, mm-hmm. and one of my coworkers uh, knew one of the hiring managers at WWE, so she introduced me to the hiring manager, and that's how I got my foot into the door for getting for getting the WWE Network logging opportunity, uh, rather than the, the, the writing one. Like, I applied so many times for the writer one, but they never looked at me, but this one got my foot in the door because, like, anybody could do this, um, so, like, um, I got in, I talked to the hiring manager, we had the interviews, I uh, took the Metro North all the way to uh, Connecticut, this was in the summer um, of uh, like 2018, uh, and I walked my ass to the production uh, <laughs> um, like uh, building, um, and it's kind of weird going through a parking lot without a car because I don't drive, uh, so, but I made it there had my like uh, in-person interview and then, you know, started like not too long after that. So what it was that you basically go to this other location rather than in the main building, because uh, really? I guess they, they, cause they didn't have like, a, I guess they didn't have enough room, oh. but, then again, at, but then again, at the time, uh, my division was like fight club. 
you knew you, you knew it, it existed, but you couldn't really talk about it. Uh, oh, so, I love so that we reference. Went, I love that reference. <laughs> so basically, we will put somewhere else. Uh, but what we did every single like Monday through Friday was sit down at a cubicle for eight hours, watch professional wrestling, well, watch WWE programming, really. And make the SEO stronger for people to search. So, like, if you just wanted like John Cena matches, they'll pop up. If you wanted like I don't know, like JBL matches. If you wanted like stuff from like the '80s, like it was very specific. Like it had to pop up. If something weird popped into there, we weren't doing our jobs right. But it was to make the WWE Network search a lot more easier for you guys. So we sat there for eight hours, put all the keywords in, and you know, made it like that. That actually sounds awesome. I mean, uh, it has to be, it sounds like an easy job, but if you really do it, it's not really an easy job considering there's so many content in it, especially yeah. with the WWE Network. I mean, <laughs> they put every match known to man in that network. And unfortunately, and it wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't just matches though. It was also like the, it's also the TV shows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of everything. They really did ask you like what you wanted. I remember they they asked us like, well, they asked me if I, if I, if I wanted to take like Total Divas and I was like, no, I, I just want, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, give me wrestling. That's it. Give me wrestling. Don't give me anything else. <laughs> so what was it like working for WWE and have you met any superstars while your time there? So I loved it because I, I accomplished my, my dream. Um, I made friends with uh, almost all the production crew people. Nice. <laughs> uh, so so basically, like, sometimes during uh, during my lunchtime, after, like, I would eat, I would, because uh, right next to us in the building was basically, like, uh, I'm going to call it like, the, the, the control center, mm-hmm. where basically they, they, they make sure that, like, on the WWE Network, like, at 2 o'clock, like, you know, I don't know, SummerSlam get, gets played, and then maybe, like, at four or five, like another show gets played. Like they had to make sure that those are on time. I hung out in that room all the time. And I, and I talked with them. I made, I made friends, I made connections. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have any wrestlers come over um, because, because again, it, it was, it was more like that whole thing of we're fight club. They know we exist, but no one really wants to come over. Um, the only cool thing that I really did enjoy was that we had happy hour. It, it, it was it was a Friday. Uh, we had like a half a day, um, and like right uh, next to the, the the building, there was like this nice little like get together for like um, drinks and like food from like the this truck and stuff. And like Vince was paying for that, so oh, really? so, Vince, so 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 Vince like paid for you know um, the drinks, the food, and everything. Uh, the food was fantastic. I was like, yo, this is some really good food from this truck. Um, you know, the drinks were good too. Uh, I, you know, went around, gave my business card out to everyone else to talk to them, you know, told them what I did. I wasn't really afraid to be like, Hey, uh, I'm Marie. What's up? How's it going? You know? Um, but you know, I don't, I don't regret it. Um, there, there are like a couple of management, you know, issues, of course, like always, uh, but, uh, yeah, as usual, but, um, you know, uh, one of them is no longer, is no longer there. He got, release with uh the the rest of the budget cuts uh people not uh the great purge of 2020 and 2021 yeah yeah so 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 one of them is not there but yeah i I enjoyed it so switching gears now you have your own podcast called square circle podcast i heard some of your episodes and the most recent one and i believe it's really really good and the next question i have is how did this podcast get started 
Okay, so <laughs> um, it got started in October 19th, uh, 2019. Um, so this is like a year after like WWE like released me. Um, and I knew nothing about podcasting. Like I never got, I was never interested in it and stuff like that. But I figured that talking is a lot more easier and faster than it is writing because writing is like my bread and butter. But that takes me a little, um, excuse me, that takes me a little too long. Uh, to like get out to the public, but like I know an, an audio episode could be like, oh, bam, there you go, guys. Listen to me talk. Uh, but um, it came about because I got upset at Hell in a Cell. That that was the day that um, you know, we had the Fiend versus um Seth Rollins and like no, the, the stupidest ending. ending ever. Yes, that was so, so because, stupid. Yes, so because of that, that's how the Square Circle podcast came about. And at first, it I had um, friends help me out with it, but then later on, it just became my own little thing. So it was my own little baby. Uh, it went through like trial and error. Like I wanted to have like interviews on there, but like me personally, I'm still getting over my my my, my shyness. Like now, if you if you to ask me now, that's fine. But like later, I mean earlier to try to interview people, no, because I don't know. I just get I just get so much into my head, you know. Uh, but then it just turned into me uh, trying to fix professional wrestling. Like if I know that, um, okay, so for example, everyone thinks that I hate AEW. I don't. I want them to succeed <laughs> because I know that because I know that they are still the alternative. Um, so now my whole model is I want to make sure that I leave professional wrestling better than it was yesterday by giving uh, by giving you you know what's wrong how we could fix it. And here's like a simple remedy for you to like put into motion, like right now. Like that's my whole like idea about the Square Circle podcast is to try to leave professional wrestling better than it was yesterday. It's actually a really good goal that you have there. And me, I'm a huge AEW fan. So we might have a little bit of a clash in this interview because uh, it's all good. there's some stuff that you're not gonna disagree, not gonna agree with, and I'm not gonna agree with, but it's all good. So now is debate time. Okay. So sure. I got a, I got a series of questions where I ask you a question and we debate on certain topics. So the first question I have is, which wrestling company is the best in the world right now? WWE, AEW, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, or Impact? New, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Why? Uh, so New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, has the better storylines, in my opinion, uh, currently going on right now, where I can actually like sit down, watch it, and then relay it to the fans and be like, this is why you should be invested. This is why... Uh, this is the stuff you should know about it. New Japan Pro Wrestling has like this ambition behind like everything that they do. Everyone is so competitive. Uh, yet then, you know, they all have their motivations. They all have, you know, their flaws and like what makes them like unique. I could tell them apart very differently. Um, it's not like sometimes in other wrestling companies where I'm like, I can't give you the full, you know, breakdown. If I can't give you the full breakdown, then like, you know, I fail. If I could give you the full breakdown and let you uh, become as invested as I am into something that's like really good, then I've, I've done my job. Um, it's just something different about the quality of the matches, the quality of the wrestlers, the dedication that they, uh, you know, put out there into the world. So that's why, you know, I'm more towards um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, I'm not saying the rest of the companies, you know, just flat out suck. They all have their flaws. They all have their like good points, bad points and everything, but the thing that makes me the most happiest is New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
And that's all that matters at the end. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because um, I actually last a uh, couple of weeks ago, I went to WrestleMania. Yeah. And I actually went to a New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, this was my first ever event yeah. at New Japan. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. Like, I saw Minoru Suzuki wrestle. Yeah. I saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay, like- Jay, Jay, Jay White yeah, wrestle. Jay yeah, it was just amazing. But going back to my question, yeah, I would have to disagree with you. I would have to say that AEW is the best in the world right now in terms of their roster, in terms of their uh, superstars or wrestlers, or however you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And I love the storylines for me. I mean, I give you an example. The MGF and Warlow storyline is absolutely amazing. And I just want to see how it ends. I just hope that MGF gets his ass beat by Warlow pretty soon because <laughs> it's coming closer and closer to that point. Also, you have the Jericho Appreciation Society. They named themselves uh, Sports Entertainers, <laughs> which man. is absolutely hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, I think Jericho is getting better with age. And let's see what else. I actually love Hangman Page as well. I think he's a good world champion. However, I have one work with him. I feel like they're not using him to his fullest potential. Like, because last week, uh, this week, actually, he didn't come on the show because he had COVID. Yeah, yeah. But they had to uh, rewrite everything. But I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing. I'm looking forward to his match with uh, CM Punk. And as far as, but you actually convinced me with New Japan Pro Wrestling because all they basically do is wrestle and... Ever since I saw that Killer Cross versus Minoru Suzuki match oh, live in Dallas. Oh, oh wait, okay. God. How was that? Because I mean it's different from me watching it like um from home. So how was that? It was loud. It was actually okay. very, very loud. And it was it was like the best match I have ever seen live, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, Killer Cross, like he's he is such an underrated wrestler. Like I have no idea why WWE released him. Okay, because I mean, I I want to jump in on that because um you know, uh I remember when uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call him a Carrying Cross or Killer Cross whatever they called him when he when he came into NXT and he had you know now his wife with him and they had the whole get up and everything I was like yo this is gonna be something great like I could get behind it because again his wife like made made him. You know, mm-hmm. in a way, and then and then once you take her away, you're like, all right, I need something, dude. Like, I need something to attach on to you. Um, but I'm glad that like you enjoyed uh, Minoru Suzuki versus uh, like you know, uh, Karrion Cross at at the show because what you see live doesn't yeah. really doesn't really uh, come through when when I'm here watching it at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I just know that like there's there has to be something in uh carrying cross to like bring that monster out of him to have him something be different because I don't want him to like fall to the side of like you know he's just he's just another looking regular wrestler, you know. Um, because like I, I was worried about it when they were like, Oh, uh, let's have you know carrying cross versus uh murder grandpa. Excuse me. <laughs> Like, is that really the first debut match you really want to have is against Murder Grandpa? No, it's not. Like, wait until you have, like, maybe 10 matches. And then you're like, Murder Grandpa, like, I'm coming for you. Like, not like your debut match. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, this is so bad. But, um, yeah, like, you know, the way that I get passionate about certain people, so I don't want, like, wrestlers to, like, I want wrestlers to get over. 
you know, I don't want them to like just go off to the wayside after doing so many years of like breaking their body for us, like to all of a sudden not be over. So like, you know, I'm glad that while you were there live, it came out differently than over here. But yeah, like poor guy. So <laughs> here's a fun fact about Minoru Suzuki. He actually wrestled three matches that night, but in yeah. three different promotions. Yep. I so know that. He, yep. So he went to New Japan. And yes. then he went to ROH, and then yes. he went to another promotion and fought the midnight. Yes. Which is absolutely insane. Yeah. So the next thing I have is, I don't know if you ever you haven't heard. Obviously you have, but AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling is having a pay-per-view in Chicago on June 26th. So yes. I wanted to see your thoughts on that pay-per-view. Well... I got yelled at for my opinion, but that's okay. On Twitter, <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, I to hear this. <laughs> so, like, you know, um, I, I just don't trust Tony Khan. I really oh. don't. Um, I don't trust his booking style. Um, there's just something off about Tony that I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna stick to my instincts and my red flags and watch it from afar and stuff like that. I'm not too invested because. Um, if if he were to show all of the New Japan guys that ever came onto AEW, right? If he was to show them equally, the same way that the AEW guys get treated equally, where there's like a balance between like wins and losses whenever New Japan comes over, I wouldn't be so like protective of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it's the fact that like the way that New Japan Pro Wrestlers are showcase in AEW I sort of think that sometimes the fans when they get into their like tribalism bubbles that they don't really give the full respect huh tribalism bubbles I like that (laughs) yeah I I made up I made it up on the spot (laughs) um so you know when when they get into that I still don't know if there's like enough respect there because when people go into fantasy booking it's like guys you're going to have to um, like really think about, you know, who could come over here, who can't come over here. Um, you know, don't forget about the New Japan Strong guys. Like the, the, the New Japan Strong guys should get the first pick of being on the pay-per-view. Um, another thing, too, is that like um, we're probably going to have a lot of multi-man matches in order to get almost everybody on the card. And True. if it's Tony Khan booking, uh, we're probably going to be here to like one o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I just don't think that we need it right now in the summer. I think that this pay-per-view should have been like either in August where it has room to breathe and there's nothing else going on, or maybe towards like the holiday season, because people were more inclined to, to spend the money for the holiday season, to treat themselves for like Christmas gifts. Maybe their birthday is coming up towards the holiday season, Like you make a lot more money there. You can spend money on marketing and stuff. So like August, maybe towards like the end of the year would have been better. Uh, because my whole thing is that because now it's on June 26th, it overshadows double or nothing. And to me personally, I think double or nothing is like, um, you know, AEW's WrestleMania. So I'm here thinking like in a very big, big picture way of like, guys, you're not going to get what you, what you want. Like you're going to get like the bare minimum. And I really hope we kind of remember it. It's just that everything that's happening across the board is going to be like, yo, this is way too fast. I want to, I want to enjoy the moment. I want to be in the moment and be like, this, the, the, this was a good idea. 
Um, you know, Obari, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's in the dream of, uh, uh, he's in the business of, of making dream matches. Uh, that's why we got New Japan um, X Noah at the time. And, and that, was, that, that was an okay uh, super show, um, you know, but um, I hope it does well. I just don't trust it as well as I should, you know? Well, let's see. Oh, let's see. I, I, have, I appreciate your opinion. I actually uh, respect it, but I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to deliver in a tremendous way. I do agree with you on the part um, that's going to be a lot of tag matches, like six-man tags. Yeah, there is. Because of um, that's how Tony Khan rolls. And I trust Tony Khan with all my heart. So I think he's going to be good. But I really don't think he's going to overshadow Double or Nothing because Double or Nothing is in May. And you have, yeah, you have two months to build a show for New Japan for wrestling, though Forbidden Door. And they could do, they could do it. I believe they could do it twice. They could, they could do both. So they already started with uh, this, uh, this past Wednesday with Hangman Page versus uh, CM Punk for the AEW title at Double Nothing. But also, a lot of people are not going to talk about this, but Money in the Bank is on July 2nd. So uh-huh. I think the reason why they put June 26th is because they want to take away some of the thunder he has on that pay-per-view because in my opinion I think um Cody's gonna win money in the bank he's yeah. gonna be in the money bank la- money in the bank ladder match and mm-hmm. this is just something AEW can do to steer the attention away from um WWE to their uh to this uh new Japan for wrestling event. and I feel like you know yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a really, really good event. I think I trust Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not trust Mc- Vince McMahon at times. but <laughs> <laughs> So the next question I have is, um, will it change the face of the wrestling industry firm? In your opinion. Wait, say, uh, what's the question again? So the question is, will it change the face of the wrestling industry forever? What? You mean this pay-per-view or? The pay-per-view. Um, without a doubt, yeah, it probably is going to uh, change. Um, just because you know, um, it's a it's a partnership. Um, it's something that we can get behind and maybe have some more down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna you know um, tarnish that. I'm gonna definitely say that it's gonna it's gonna change. Well, I agree with you. I mean, this is something I feel like has never been done before, or it hasn't been done in a long time. And yeah. I think it caters to both the hardcore fans and the casual fans from all around the world. So let's talk, let's talk about a little bit of WWE. Sure. So I just want to know your thoughts on the women's division in WWE right now. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Um, so I usually tell this to everybody that like, um, I keep WWE programming on as background noise, but I do pay attention for like when, you know, stuff like this comes up and people asking so I can be part of the conversation. Um, the women's division, um, is doing just fine. Um, the women's division has, you know, for WWE, 
the, the women's division is fine because you guys got to remember that WWE is in its own bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these women can't really go out to the Indies to like sort of show off what they could really do. So like, we got to just think of it in terms of WWE and it, and for WWE, it's perfect for them. Um, you know, uh, the women are still having interactive storylines. They're still on TV. They still have their TV time. Even if like, you know, maybe their matches are like three minutes, maybe the top could be like six minutes long and stuff like that. Um, so for WWE standard, the women's division is just fine. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, I agree with you on that part, but I think it'd be a lot better considering that um, I feel like it's the same five women that win the championship. So you got Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, now Bianca Belair. She's a phenomenal athlete, but I feel like she's going to win the title like 10 to 15 times in her career. See who else. I see that. Well, yeah, (laughs) I I believe they're trying to build her up to like Roman Reigns status, the female version of her, of him. But I I feel like, you know, have some little, a little bit more variety in your women's division. Like I would not mind seeing like another real Ripley title Rain, like a Liv Morgan as well. Man, uh, I I want like I want Liv to get the belt because I'm like, yo, you can't just keep having her lose and exactly. then try to build up and have her build up this momentum and then lose again. And it's like she puts in the most hardest like work in the background of like training. Yeah. training. She she trains with with Natalia. Like, come on. If anything, like send her down to NXT 2.0. I don't know, but like I want her I want her to get the belt, man. I want her to get the belt too, but it just yeah. like she's not getting the opportunity. Like I remember earlier this year where she had like a title match with Becky, and I think yeah. she won three times. Yo, she she should have won at least one of those matches, like at least one. Like just just give her the belt. <laughs> like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I mean, the women's division, like like you said, is fine, but yeah. I just want more. I just want different champions. I'm yes. tired of seeing Charlotte Flair as champion. I'm tired of seeing speculation champion, you know? Yeah, right? It's just ridiculous. So what are your thoughts on the uh, AEW Women's Division? It needs help. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they have the talent. You know, it's there. Uh, what I really don't like is that most of the women matches are either on dark and dark evolution. Uh, sometimes they'll get away with being on Rampage, but it's like, if Rampage remained at on Fridays at like seven, right before SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be, it'll be a little bit better, you know, because then people who like, you know, come home from like work or like hanging out with their friends could turn on and like flip through the channels and be like, oh my God, look, it's women's wrestling on AEW. And then, you know, well, there'll be a lot more, like, I want to see more of the women, you know? Um, I do think that um, AEW needs to stop having like, a 15 minute sort of block for the women that don't really don't do anything. So like don't have the backstage segments that feel like three seconds long with their interviews. Um, <laughs> they'll have, they'll have like, you know, maybe the four minute matches like regular in the ring, like right before the main events. Um, like, yo, you just don't know, man. Like I, I wish that I can help the women's division like so much to try to be as equal, like as the men to make it like feel kind of good when, you know, it's written on paper. Um, You know, I always say that um, not every wrestler can write their own stories. And this is why, you know, 
uh, companies need writers because someone like myself can think outside the box. Like I've, I've always said that either on my podcast or other people's podcasts that um, since I like writing by hand a lot, you know, I'll bring my notebook around. I'll sit, I'll sit the women down and like have them tell me their strengths, their weaknesses and like their goals. Right. Because not every wrestler wants to be champion or something, but they want to like do something else. Uh, so like, you know, you build off storylines based off like their weaknesses. So that way you could tell stories of like how to get over your obstacles and relatable stories. So that way you can, you could attract those casual fans uh, so that way the casual fans could be like, well, if I'm suffering through X, Y, and Z, and that wrestler is suffering through the same thing, I could definitely get over it too, the same way that person is going to get over it. Like you want stories to like inspire. There's nothing that the AW women right now or that uh, what they're doing is like feeling like, oh my God, I want to get behind them. You know, like, you know, I, I used to like Brit, I think like her her time has like definitely sort of like passed a little bit. And I really think she needs to take a really long vacation and then like come <laughs> back and it's super fresh. Um, you know, I, we have Thunder Rosa as like our champion, but yet then there's not enough of Thunder Rosa because she has mission pro wrestling, you know, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though like, even though I don't mind the two, but it's just the idea of like, you know, um, Thunder should like be there a little bit more, you know, uh, whenever Tony Khan tells her like two, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it's like, I just wish I can like help in that regard to help build up these um, stories that like we're not really getting. I don't really like uh, the whole baddie section kind of thing. Cause I'm just like, how does that help somebody? Like you're just teaching them to be like narcissistic, make them materialistic and shit like that while we're all. But, that, that, but that's the, that's the point though. That's like the yeah. point. That's like a heel faction right there. Yeah, Cause a lot of people are not going to like that because especially with the women, that's me. <laughs> That's me. I'm just like, yo, I'm poor. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a switchblade shirt to like be very comfortable. You know, I don't care. I, man, you know, I just want, I just want to help AEW's <laughs> women's division. That's all I want to do because I know, I know that these women have more to offer than like what they're, what they're getting. You know, it's frustrating. Well, here's the thing about the women's division at AEW. People tend to forget that AEW is a three-year-old company. And obviously, you're not going to get everything right in year three of your, your company's existence. So also, the women's division in WWE, the revolution happened, I think, a decade ago. So that's actually, yeah, so that actually, you know, it's still in this, you know, infancy stage where you got you know, the women finally getting their chances, you know, winning titles, being in high profile matches. Man of WrestleMania, but I feel like the, the AEW's women's division is talent-wise slightly better because they have is so deep that like you got Rudy yeah. Soho, you got Jay Cargill, who, who by the way I didn't like before, mm-hmm. but now a year later she improved. They still they still um Brian Danielson by the way because he was the one that trained her. Yeah, yeah. So I love Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa deserves the belt, absolutely. Yeah. But but sometimes, you know, I feel like she is kind of an afterthought as well. Yeah. She's the mm-hmm. AEW champion, and I would love to see more of her. I mean, her uh, feud with Nyla Rose is fine. I mean, it was a short feud, but the feud I'm looking forward to with her is uh, Serena Deep. They kind of hinted at that Wednesday night. So Serena Deep, as you know, she is very, very good. Yeah. So 
I feel like, you know, the AEW women's division in terms of talent yeah. is really, really deep. And I feel I, like I, I feel like more and more women in AEW is going to get a shot at the title than WWE's women's division, which right now it seems like only five women can get the, the title. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's tricky, too, uh, when you try to book either division, like whatever women's division we're talking about, it's kind of tricky to sort of book it, um, you know, uh, but staying on topic with AEW, like, um, you know, we have the, the ranking system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just saying this earlier, like, you know, uh, just, just to myself, like, um, I don't understand why maybe like a number four rank can't try to run their mouth to like Jade and be like, look, I'm not waiting till I'm number one. I'm going to, you know, leave the pack. I'm going to try to beat your ass and get the belt. Right. Because like, I don't know why they can't run like multiple stories with the rankings. And we, you know, um, before waiting for like number one, like, I think it'll be a little bit more exciting if we had like the number four sort of be like, Jade, I'm going to go kick your ass. And then like maybe number three to be like, yo, Thunder Rosa, like you're never here. Like you should drop the belt or something. Like, I think that will make us more like, oh my God, I want to see the AW's women's division. You know, if it's a lot more better shit talking than like what we get during the backstage promos, like, you know, I just want them to use the rankings, right? Do you understand the rankings? <laughs> I mean, some days, yeah, some days, no, because um, that's a very right now, for some reason, they have John Moxley ranked fourth in the men's um, rankings for the TNT belt and the AEW belt, which is kind of odd considering that uh, there he hasn't been featured as much. He only been featured as, as in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, who I love, uh-huh. by the way. So it, that doesn't really make no sense. I mean, it's going to improve over time, I have no doubt, but I think AEW is going to be fine in the long run. I mean, look, I love AEW more than WWE, actually, and I just feel like it's, it's a better product right now, but it has a lot of work to do. I, I admit, yeah, it has a lot of work to do. So the, the final two questions I have is, if you were Vince McMahon, how will you fix the current state of WWE to make it better? Oh man, um, if I was Vince McMahon, um, I would actually hire people who understand professional wrestling. Um, I will, uh, if I can, I will outsource, um, you know, uh, stuff that needs to be outsourced. Um, you know, I'll let the wrestlers do what they got to do. So like, if they're like Shinsuke, Shinsuke can, you know, go back to being, um, you know, uh, a New Japan wrestler. AJ could do what he wants. Um, Damian Priest can definitely still be like Punishment Martinez in a way uh, from back <laughs> in the day. Um, you know, uh, I would just let people do what they got to do when they're in the ring. Uh, when it comes to stories, um, if they're able to, um, you know, do the promo themselves, awesome. Uh, they, they they got full control. However, if they need help, then like help will be there, but it won't be a freaking script. It won't be like, hey, make sure you memorize these lines. No, we're going to take it back to the attitude era where like, um, you know, you get bullet points, you make sure that you get your point across and then you, you know, you go from there. If somehow we come to a fork in the road where like, no one knows what to do. That's why you pull out the handy notebook and you're like, all right, cool. We did A, B, C. All right, D, you didn't work on. So let's go back and revisit 
that story layer and let's, you know, tie up some loose ends and stuff like that. Um, you know, feuds are going to be lasting a long time. Um, I think I would eliminate some pay-per-views just so that way there could be a little uh, breathing gap because, um, you know, to take a page out of AEW's book, I do think that having four pay-per-views out of like the year is, is a good thing, mm -hmm. uh, give or take. Um, so, you know, I would drop some like WWE pay-per-views uh, pay if like we don't really need them, you know, just to prolong feuds. Um, but that's like off the top of my head. That's like, that's what I could think of. So for me, I, I only have one major complaint about WWE, like how I fix that. I would just say, let the wrestlers be themselves, create their, their own promos instead of, um, you know, relying on heavily scripted promos that as it actually wasn't really that good. Yeah. So that's like the only complaint I have with WWE. And also for the love of God, stop with the commercial breaks. Like literally, I get they have to get paid for it, but it yeah, just feels like in a three-hour raw show, you only get maybe like, ten minutes worth of fighting, of wrestling. Yeah, um, it's it's the networks, man. You gotta you gotta be a good negotiator to be like, hey, network, listen, I got people, you know, I can't. <laughs> yeah, because even if you even if you attend a live event, like I went to WrestleMania a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. And it just feels like for a three-hour event, there was only maybe 40 minutes worth of wrestling. The others were just oh. either advertising or just video packaging. Too much video packaging ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends for, for me when it comes to video packaging. But it, it depends on, like, um, the events and, like, what we need to video package. So the final question I have is, if you were Tony Khan, how would you fix the current state of AEW? We don't have enough time in the world uh, for me to talk about this. <laughs> Just give me the short version, like a all quick right, 30 the short seconds. Version, all right, this is all going to come off the top of my head, but um, I will definitely downsize the roster. Definitely downsize the roster um, because I just think there's way too many people. Um, I will not do a revolving door like uh, AEW has where like one week, you see one guy the next week, you really don't see him because I said this analogy before that, like, imagine your favorite, like HBO show, you have the main character and you see the main character for week one, week two, and then weeks three to nine, the main character goes missing, but none of the other characters know where he's at. And then that, <laughs> that main character shows up on week 10 and you're like, where the fuck have you been? Right? Like no one knows what's happening. I don't want to do that because if I'm on national television and I have a guaranteed contract to deliver a television show, you're going to get the main character on there either every week, um, maybe in a match, maybe doing something, but I will not have no revolving door. Um, Rampage, I would definitely push that. I would have the networks push it to Friday at 7 p.m. Um, and then somehow make it like its own thing and not like an extension of AW Dynamite. AW Dynamite is going to have like a format where we follow and have, uh, you know, both men and women compete on there. Um, I will introduce uh, mixed tag matches just to get the women more involved and, you know, just have them in there with the men, with their counterparts. Everybody's going to be fucking equal. Um, dark and Dark Evelation. Dark Evelation, I'll, I'll get rid of, like completely get rid of and have Dark only. Um, I know that they want to give everybody a job, but like, you know, you can't always get everyone a job. Um, dark will have to be revamped to like something else. Uh, backstage segments, baby faces will finish a promo. 
because I can't stand heels coming in and interrupting the baby face. And it's like, come on, what is up with that? I want to, I want to be invested into the baby face. That's the point of a baby face. Um, I know Tony Khan has Ring of Honor. Uh, don't know what I would do with Ring of Honor. Like, you know, I used to love that place. Uh, what else? No, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do with Ring of Honor. Um, but am I missing anything? I, oh, um, I would definitely get a writer's room. I would get a writer's room. I don't care what no one says. I would get a writer's room. I'll be the head of the writer. And then someone else would have to be like the stand-in um, like boss, <laughs> maybe a TV character or whatnot. But yeah, generally, I'll fucking do all that shit and more. So I have three things. Mm-hmm. One, bring in a trios championship. They need a trios championship. Oh, yes. Because one... They had so many stables out there. Like, I can name literally 10 stables that could be Trio's champion right now. Yes, we can. One, the the Blackpool Combat Club. Two, yeah. House of Black. Yeah. And three, who else? Uh, man, who's the There's like, you know, we could do uh, the Young Bucks with... Uh, the Undisputed oh, Elite. Yeah, the Red Dragon. Yeah, elite. yeah uh, I mean, yeah, we could definitely name them all. Yeah. <laughs> So the second, the second part, second thing I have is yeah. limit the picture in picture. Whenever they go into commercial yeah, break, I, um, I, hate that too. I feel like they kind of rob the action because you'll be more focused on the commercial than actual the actual action. Yes. So I was kind of upset like uh, during the FTR match of la- um, last yeah. Wednesday, and yeah. I was really really into that match. But once they once they enter picture in picture, I was like. Come on, man. Why are they doing this? Like, they need to limit that. And the third one is feature more women. Like, yes. um, have the women, you know, be a part of the show more often. Like, having them to, like, maybe five to ten minute matches. Yeah. Time, all that stuff. And, yeah, that would be the current. If I was Tony Khan, I would fix all that. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot to add one more thing because I always, like, make a big thing about it i i would retrain only two referees and that's and that's bryce and that's aubrey i need to those two need really? to why, why aubrey aubrey's good no she's not yes she is <laughs> <laughs> no she she overreacts with she doesn't need to overreact um with anything that goes on like the way that she does oh uh, she she makes it seem as if like she wanted to be a wrestler but like she's not really a wrestler um i just can't stand the overreaction and her being so dramatic like it looks silly, it really looks silly, dude. It it distracts me, and I'm like, you're not part. You're like you're not the main focus of the match. Um, and then also, uh, she sometimes like moves around too much, and she's eventually gonna get hurt. So I don't want her to get hurt. I don't want her to get hurt. I just need her to like just not be silly. Okay. <laughs> you you sound, you sound like me with uh Pat McAfee. I think he's a terrible announcer. <laughs> I think really? he's bad. I think he's bad. He overreacts to everything. Like it, it every time I mean, there's like a big moment, he, he either has a heart attack or like a stroke. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I I find that very, very bothersome. I know I'm gonna get a lot of heat because of this, but he is a terrible announcer, but he's a good podcaster. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a good podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 even even with him podcasting, he can get like um over uh I guess overexcited, especially with his crew. His yeah, crew be hyping up everything. They're like screaming yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah, like I said, he's just like, oh, he's so bad. <laughs> All right, so 
the last question I have is where can people find you and your podcast on social media? All right. So if you want to find me, of course you want to find me because Twitter likes to find me no matter what. <laughs> I am at Marie underscore shadows. I have my own Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where now I could play the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Spirits mobile game for you guys. I played it yesterday um, and I got right back into it and it's super fucking amazing. So head over to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows where we can hang out. Um, if you want to take it a step further, I do have a coffee page, which is better than Patreon because it gives you a lot of options. You could give me a one-time donation. You could go shopping in my shop, or you could uh, go to one of the monthly subscriptions. It's all up to you how you want to spend your hard-earned money. Head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. All right. You heard the lady. Like, she says it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have. And thank you to Marie Shadows from the Square Circle Podcast. We really do appreciate her. You can find her on her social media pages, as she said before. You can also find this episode on KennedySportsGuy.com, Kennedy the Sports Guy's YouTube channel, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, hand on over to my social media pages on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, Instagram at KennedySportsGuy1, and TikTok at KennedySportsPodcast. Until the next episode, See ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast.